Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161 Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman. Now, President Donald Trump may have had his flaws as a human being, but one thing you cannot accuse him of is failing to deliver the goods to help a satirical podcast fill its minutes. In Bugle issue 4096, back in September 2019, I, Alice Fraser and Hari Kondabolu took a look at Trump's State of the Union address, and as you'd imagine, there was plenty to unpack, and once you'd unpacked it... You didn't want to pack it back up again. You wanted to bury it in the ground and wish it had never existed. Top story. America has its State of the Union. America in peril. Karma apologizes for being late. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Donald Trump delivered his second State of the Union address on Tuesday, urging unity despite, well being Donald Trump. It was an astonishingly perfect platonic rendition of barefaced hypocrisy. I mean, I say barefaced, despite the fact that he at all times seems to be peering through a skin-tight bank heist mask made out of old ladies' tights, or that thing that people in prison do when they want to protect themselves from jail predators by smearing themselves in their own poo. <laughs> what thing? What do you mean, that thing? I heard about it on a podcast. It's called Bronzing Up. Look, Alice, you should <laughs> which, not need... Which part? Exactly. You should not need to be told that not everything you hear on podcasts is true. Thank you cool. of all people. That was in the bin three months ago. <laughs> 
Uh, it's fair to say, Harry, not everyone was impressed by uh, Trump's speech. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, sitting behind him, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, applauded uh, Trump very much like a uh, conservationist applauding a colleague who's just castrated the last remaining male of an endangered rhino species and said, right, where do we plant them so they grow? Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, how, how, I mean how, did, uh, how did you enjoy it as, a, as an American? Well, Andy, I expected to be really angry but I was mostly numb, so I'm at that stage of grief now. Uh, I was offended as a stand-up comic by all the undeserved standing ovations. <laughs> Not a single joke that I would want to even bother writing. wasn't even It wasn't even kind of funny. Every two minutes, someone's standing up. Right. Uh, I mean, is, is this not just that kind of, you know, the comedy of awkwardness, the funny because it's not funny? <laughs> um, you know what? I think if there weren't consequences, I right. could see that. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was a big deal. Melania was there because it is stipulated in her contract, the contract she signed to play Donald Trump's wife until 2020, <laughs> at which point there is a team option for four more years. <laughs> that option will likely be picked up. <laughs> She looked orange, which I found amazing because they always say spouses start looking like each other after a while, and it didn't take that long. She was a very sharp orange. Right. They eat a lot of carrots, to be fair to them. (laughs) So how they keep their eyesight so sharp. (laughs) He chose a very interesting strategy in the beginning of the State of the Union because he chose history. Like, he began with talking about World War II and the liberation of Dachau, and then he went into the moon landing and how incredible an achievement that was 50 years ago, and then Buzz Aldrin was there. Uh, And it seemed like he (laughs) wanted to focus on things he did not accomplish and was not there for just to remind people how good it could be or was at one point. Like, I was waiting for him to mention Jonas Salk curing polio. I was expecting him to say, remember the Wright brothers and when they flew in Kitty Hawk? I was expecting them him to say, remember the 1984 men's hockey team which beat Russia in the Olympics? I expected him to say, do you remember when President Bill Pullman gave a speech in front of the world as the aliens invaded the United States and rest of the world and as humanity conquered the universe once and for all? Also, remember Beyonce. Always remember Beyonce. Harry, I'm just going to have to pick you up on something here. Uh, it was 1980, the uh, Soviet Union versus America ice hockey match. <laughs> the miracle on ice in uh, Lake Oh, it no. It wasn't Sarajevo 1984. Far from it. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so embarrassed. Because <laughs> obviously everyone caught that error as I was saying it. <laughs> Look, I don't mind bullshit on this program, Harry, but I will not take sporting factual inaccuracies. <laughs> There was a sporting element to this because the Republicans in particular kept chanting USA, USA. And I don't remember what Trump said to trigger that reaction, but I was scared to death that there would be a hate crime during the State of the Union. (laughs) Whenever I hear angry white people chant that, I I start walking in the other direction. It's strange because they were chanting USA, USA while in the USA... (laughs) During the state of the USA's union. <laughs> well, it's good to be very sure of these things. You know? 
I'm just interesting. You, you mentioned that you know you mentioned a lot of things he had nothing to do with, and also, um, well, raised the fact that there were more women in uh, in Congress than ever before. Um, and in a way, he did. I mean, that is his accomplishment in a lot of ways. That's clearly he finally woke America out of its <laughs> sexist slumber. He's given he's given he's given feminism a real shot in the arm. I mean, a president who was less of a gropy misogynist <laughs> probably wouldn't have been nearly so inadvertently progressive. I particularly uh, enjoyed the way that the large number of women who were sitting there, a lot of them chose to wear white uh, in deference to the suffrage. Oh, uh, I thought that was because they'd just come from playing a cricket match. Yeah, they wanted to assert that they weren't having their period so that he'd take them seriously. But that they sort of alternated between, I think, trying to encourage him in his more sort of reasonable and statesmanlike remarks by standing up and applauding him, uh, with a few notable exceptions. Uh, social media star Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was particularly working on her stank face at all times. Oh, what face? Stank face. Stank face. Yes, like when someone makes a stank and you go, ugh. <laughs> That's the face you make. Right, okay. Yep. It's, it's a legitimate word in modern parlance. S- stank uh, face. Right. She, anyway, she, she had a face on. Yes. Is my point. Um, she looked about as impressed as a vegan nun at a pagan badger slaying and devil summoning convention. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tweeted afterwards after she was criticised for not looking positive in her usual style and uh, not unreasonably tweeted why, w- why would she uh, with uh, Trump speaking uh, out of his own mouth, and tweeted this, we are flying without a pilot. Now, I, that I would dispute from uh, from Alison, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think there is definitely a pilot in America, and that is in many ways the problem. <laughs> it's not the lack of pilot, it's who the pilot is, what he's doing, and the fact that he's locked himself in the cockpit and is shouting, that mountain looks to be funny, I'm going to teach it a lesson it will not f***ing forget. That's the problem. Did you notice that his tie was crooked? Oh, I didn't. The whole State of the Union, his tie was crooked, and no one bothered telling him, which tells you a lot about what people think about him. Stop slut-shaming him. I mean, the crookedness just seemed symbolic. Like, yes, <laughs> that is appropriate. <laughs> Being I mean, to his credit, by his own tie. <laughs> to his credit, he brought out a family uh, who lost loved ones who were killed by undocumented immigrants, which is evil. It's evil that he chose to do that, but. He brought them out. He brought out uh, a couple of black folks who were pardoned and released from prison. He brought out a little girl who survived cancer. Where has he been keeping all these people? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think they're part of the the actors that apparently also uh, serve as victims in all these uh, shootings. Mm. They're from the same repertory theater. Oh, this, this, this conspiracy goes right, right to the top. But I think he should be commended uh, for exploiting such a diverse range of people. <laughs> like, this is the kind of representation I did not want necessarily, but still, I, I, I like the fact that some of us are now on the screen. <laughs> Trump said, uh, we must reject the politics of revenge, resistance and retribution and embrace the boundless potential of cooperation, compromise, and the common good. And clearly, someone switched the verbs in those sentences on the autocue. It was a classic Anchorman-style prank, and it was clearly supposed to be, we must embrace the politics of revenge, resistance, and retribution. It'll make a lot more sense. Trump calling for conciliation and bipartisan cooperation, to me, is like 
someone writing the words do not allow your dog to foul the sidewalk on the sidewalk using his own shit. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout the speech, Nancy Pelosi was staring at a stack of papers in front of her. I don't know if those were like a copy of the remarks or basically the order of events. As she was staring at those papers, she looked like she was staring at a menu and hated every single dish. (laughs) (laughs) But was trying to be polite. There was a, a lot of people picked up on the fact, Harry, that uh, Trump didn't mention climate change. Um, and from a global perspective, that I mean, it's a bit of a it's a curious oversight, given that climate change is essentially the biggest issue facing the entire planet. The clock is ticking, and even more concerningly, it's not a real clock. It's mm. obviously not just a clock. There's <laughs> wires clearly sticking out of it. Um, Joel Clement, who'd resigned from the Interior Department over uh, Trump's uh, battle against climate science, um, said the Trump's administration strategy is to ignore climate change pretend it doesn't exist, and pretend the science doesn't exist, even if it is coming from its own agencies. Well, I say, have you got a better way of dealing with climate change than that? Than just flatly ignoring it? Uh, Because there's no other solution that isn't really difficult, quite expensive, and a bit inconvenient. So that has to be (laughs) the best option. Yeah. You know, I'm going to disagree with you, Andy, uh, with regards to him not mentioning climate change, because he kind of mentioned it, Uh, Because he said uh, AIDS will be eliminated in a decade, which to me implied global warming will kill us all by then. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you once again for listening. If you want to hear more of Alice and you're heading to the Edinburgh Fringe this year, you can get tickets to The Gargle Live at thebuglepodcast.com now. And also find details of Alice's solo show elsewhere on the internet. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.